And yes, we get to watch people walk on water. And when we see people walk on water, that means we get to celebrate. Each one of these people in obedience, they're responding to God's command to be baptized. That obedience is going to bring blessing, and we are going to start that blessing by celebrating them and celebrating Jesus as they are baptized. So that means that you get to celebrate. Hoot, holler, clap, whistle, whatever it is you do best, do it this morning. This, yeah, you can clap. There we go. We're going to start the. I love that you're starting early. This is Sam Wildey, and Sam is going to share a testimony. Good morning. My name is Sam Wildey, and I am thankful that God has grown me in this past year and brought me to this place of baptism. I grew up in a Christian home, and at a young age, I accepted Jesus. I have attended Calvary my whole life and have always enjoyed serving within the church. Baptism for me has been something that I have delayed for many years. I felt the tug of my heart to be baptized, yet every time I found some excuse that was logical enough to wait. I wanted God to make it so obvious that I would not be able, that I would not be able to deny that it was my time to be baptized. God answered this prayer by showing me that I needed to acknowledge a sin that had a stronghold in my life. I was fortunate enough to be selected to go on the Calvary Church Young Adults Israel trip, which Tom Olson led in our time, uh, or Tom Olson led. In our time before the trip, Tom specifically told us that our experience in Israel could vary depending on what we wanted out of this trip. And part of that would mean lots of preparation, including pre preparing our hearts. He and Chad strongly suggested prayer and opened the door if we needed to talk or share about anything that we were wrestling with. Out of obedience and wrestling with the Holy Spirit, I talked with Tom to share my guilt and shame. He was gracious in his response that he was proud of my obedience. Immediately, God had proven my fear of rejection was not truth. It was a lie from Satan. After talking with Tom, I shared my sin with my parents, my amazing girlfriend, and others in my life. It was through this process that I was given freedom from my sin. I am thankful to say that my understanding of the Bible and of Jesus' true character with his love for me is deeper than ever before my trip to Israel. Each night after debriefing in Israel, I prayed that God would show me what my next step in faith was. <clears throat> One of the nights, our debrief ended early, and I had the opportunity to read scripture and pray on the hillside. It suddenly hit me. God was showing me that this was the time to be baptized, the next step of faith to deepen my relationship with Christ and to show those around me just how much Jesus meant to me. Today, I stand before you to say that God is faithful and a loving God, who continually allows to show up in my life when I have done the opposite to him. He has taught me that his ways are above my own, and every time it is for his good. A verse that I have come to hold very near is Ecclesiastes 3.11. He has made everything beautiful in his time. Sam, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world? and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone. Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him like this and raised in life.
You said it's warm. <laughs> this is Ben Ripley Ford, and he's going to share as well. Yeah, my name is Ben Ripley Ford, and my favorite scripture is Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the ways of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. I was born into a Christian home and nurtured in my faith from a young age. My parents divorced before I entered the third grade, and shortly after, I was sexually abused for many years. I often walked the line between the righteous and the ungodly. And in high school, I grew in my faith and in a youth group and a larger community that, led, that was led by godly men in Grand Rapids. At that time, I knew what it was to be planted by the waters and nourished spiritually in a deep and real way. When I went to a Christian college, I expected to find the same nourishment. And after two years of not finding that nourishment, I let go of my faith. This led me to a phase of exploration and experimentation with different beliefs and substances in search of God, in search of happiness and fulfillment. In this stage of life, I learned what it was to be the chaff which was blown by the wind. I learned what happens when you walk in the counsel of the ungodly. When I began dating my now wife and we were talking about what we wanted in life, I was reminded of the time in high school when I was planted in a strong community of believers. I remembered what it was to be like fully immersed in my faith, in scripture, in prayer, and community. Along this path, I had an encounter with Jesus that was so real and powerful as I was journaling and praying that I gave my life fully to following Jesus. Since then, the trials have been real, but I have always had the spirit behind me, and I have stood strong on the days of trial. I have found healing for my sexual abuse, and I have begun to plant my family in a community of believers. I felt called to be baptized, to be obedient to God's commands, and to put to death the man who once walked in the counsel of the ungodly. Ben, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, because of your testimony of faith, my brother, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of death, raised through life in him. This is Randy Ripley Ford, and she's going to share a testimony. My name is Randy Ripley Ford, and I grew up in a small town in a non-Christian home, not knowing if God was real or not. Although now looking back, I do see how the Holy Spirit was guiding me. 
I had Christian friends and loved singing, dancing, and creating art. But the world, idols, and Satan's lies shaped my life. I ended up experimenting with substances as I went into college and was as I was exposed to more culture. After a relationship that made my life very dark, I was alone in Grand Rapids. I felt broken, unloved, and lost. I was drawn to nature and creating landscape paintings and music. So I started creating community within the New Age Music and Arts party scene that prayed as light, but it was filled with sin and false teachers. I started experimenting with more substances and spiritual beliefs seeking God. I was naive, but was awoken to darkness through my partner who embraced debauchery and sought open relationships and polyamorous friends. I was trapped and alone. This community despised me because of my Christ-like values for relationships, and out of despair, I prayed to God to give me the power to leave, and he saved me. So once I heard the truth of the gospel and believed, I knew I was a child of God, that he was leading me through the desert, out of Egypt, into the promised land. He, the word, his word was the truth I knew in my heart. I realized that the Holy Spirit had been drawing me close to Jesus and he had been guiding me. He taught me troops and to have faith. He called me to share his glory. When I was first led into the wilderness, I was supported by God through the first Park Church during Art Prize, which led me to my blessed art career. Now, 10 years, Later, he has blessed me with showing my work, my painting, Perfect Creation, at DeVos Place. And since being saved, he has blessed me with a husband, a fa Christian family, a community, a new home, and healing my family relationships. Psalm 18, 16 through 21. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from those who hated me and were too strong for me. They attacked me in the day of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me for doing right. He restored me because of my innocence, for I have kept the ways of the Lord and have not turned from the Lord to follow evil. placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of death, raised to new life in him. This is David Dykstra, and he has a testimony to share.
Good morning. Uh, this is the answer to prayer. It's a huge blessing for me. And a lot of people I care. Um, I was adopted as a baby. As far back as I can remember, we were attending church. I accepted Christ as my Savior at Bethany Bible Church and remember many wonderful church activities and outings with the youth group. Um, this is where I became grounded in the Lord. Our family started attending Calvary Church on Michigan Street when I was a teenager. And Sunday school was great with Ollie, Wally Olson teaching only as Wally could. I was married at Calvary Church in 1980. I'm sorry, 1990. We had two beautiful children and continued to worship at Calvary under Pastor Dobson's teachings. But I began to lose my way and was struggling with alcohol. Eventually, our marriage ended in a divorce, and I stopped attending church. 2012, I reached out to Bethany home to inquire about my birth mother. They put me in touch with a half-sister that I already knew where she was. I knew that part of my nationality was American Indian, and I discovered that she was from the Ottawa tribe and was a Messianic Jew that observed all the Jewish holidays but believes that Jesus is the Messiah. Now I have two mothers who have faithfully prayed for me, and that's a true blessing. My girlfriend has shared several sermons that were helpful to her over the past, past few year past year that she found online. And that is when I began to listen to the messages on a regular basis. I also began to read the Bible and pray every day. And I attend church every Sunday. And I uh, do love the praise, the praise and singing, especially uh, that goes on at church. But I've committed my life to Jesus and want to be baptized and follow him wherever he leads me. Oh, stay up, right? You stay with me. We're good. These people, all, these people all love you, dude. Thank you. God loves you too. I love God. David, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in death, raised to life in him. This is Ashley Schaefer, and she's going to share as well. Hi, my name is Ashley. I'm 14 years old. Today, I would like to share my story with all of you. I grew up in a Christian home, going to a private Christian school and attending Calvary Church every Sunday. I've had God in my life for as long as I can remember. My family and friends love and support me and surround me with the word of God. 
Sitting in church, listening to other people share their stories and testimonies of faith during baptisms, I often wondered what I would say if I were up there. I heard other people talk about these great hardships and challenges that they'd gone through, through their, that they'd gone through in their lives, which had transformed their faith and caused it to grow in a powerful way. I used to think about how I had nothing like that in my life, no life-changing experience that caused my faith to strengthen in the midst of struggle and difficulty. However, towards the end of seventh grade, my life became about the hardest it's ever been. Soon my parents decided we needed to get medical help for me, and that's when I was diagnosed with obsessive compulsive disorder, or OCD. This meant that I would try very hard to make everything perfect to the point that I would repeat things multiple times or do something until I was completely satisfied no matter how long it took. Because of my OCD, I set extremely high standards for myself in school. Every single assignment, test, and project had to be done perfectly. This led me to spend more and more time on my schoolwork until I was spending practically all of my free time doing schoolwork. And even then, I couldn't finish it all with the expectations I was holding myself to. This caused my grades to start dropping. All of this made me feel stressed, overwhelmed, scared, and sad. I was miserable, but through it all, I knew God was still there and that he still loved me. I am struggling with my OCD, but, God's help, but with God's help, I managed to graduate from eighth grade and am now going into high school. It will be a big step in my life going from a small private Christian middle school to a huge public school, and I want God to walk with me every step of the way through high school and beyond. That's why I'm getting baptized today. I want to devote my life to Christ and show him just how much I love him and how grateful I am that he sent his son to die on the cross to save a sinner like me. I also want to show others that even if you're in the midst of struggle, that doesn't mean that God doesn't love you or that he's given up on you. Remember that he has a plan for you and that he will work everything out for your good. I know that I may not be perfect no matter how hard I try to be, but Jesus is perfect and I believe that he is my Lord and Savior and that he died on the cross to save me from my sins. Ashley, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of death, raised to new life in him. This is Rick Willinger, and he's going to share a testimony. Good morning, Calvary. My name is Rick Willinger. I was born and raised in Toledo, Ohio, along with four other siblings, and I've been married to my wonderful wife, Susan, for 40 years next month. Between us, we have five children, Matt, Ryan, Corey, Julie, and Eric, 12 grandsons, and a great-grandson on the way. I didn't start attending church until I was in the eighth grade. Then as a freshman in college, I accepted Jesus into my life after speaking with a gentleman from Campus Crusade for Christ. 
From that moment forward, I would eventually realize how much God was, my, was on, by my side, even though I didn't recognize it at the time. The next 55 years were filled with significant ups and downs, the most difficult being my dad committing suicide, a divorce, a son born with Down syndrome, a head-on car collision, a bankruptcy, a grandson passing away shortly after birth, and a move to Arizona, which finally broke my spirit. Unfortunately, the downs overshadowed the ups, and I was blessed with many ups, Sue and Eric, our other four children, and with God's help, a non-graduate became a journeyman carpenter and a licensed architect. You see, over the years, I had accepted the idea that whatever came my way was what God wanted for me. The many downs made me feel unworthy, and that's how I believe God looked at me. I had no confidence in myself, and yet there were really no way for me to justify that because God had already given me so much. It was in my head, always having kind of conflict with my heart. Through several events and after moving back to Grand Rapids, God spoke to me like he has never done before, and I heard him. It took me over 55 years, but I was finally able to come to the realization that God does love me, and I am worthy to be called a son of God. The, the verse I would like to quote is from the New Testament, James 1.12. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial, because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those that love him. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We have to do this together, so stand up first. We're going to do it in a minute. We're good. You're doing great. Okay. Yeah. Rick, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my brother, because of your testimony of faith, it's my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Buried with him in likeness of death, raised to new life in him. This is Sue, Rick's wife, and she's going to share. Good morning. I'm Sue Willinger. I grew up in a loving home. We went to church as a family and worshiped together. But I didn't seem to understand that I needed to ask God into my heart and build a relationship with him. It was later on after college that the tests of life happened, such as a being laid off from my teaching position after 12 years, my husband leaving the next month. Through these challenges, my relationship with Jesus started growing through trusting and obeying him. The next couple years were stormy, but I kept trusting in God's promises. Then my present husband, Brooke, came into my life. 
and we blended our families together with four children under the age of seven, and that in itself was an adjustment, but God was just beginning to re reinvent our lives as a couple. In 1985, I was picking my daughter up from kindergarten. While I was waiting, I opened up the Daily Bread devotional. And the message for that day was a poem, welcoming a special child. A meeting was held quite far above earth. It's time again for another birth. This child will need much love, so let's be careful where he is sent. We want his life to be content. The parents may not realize the role they're asked to play for their precious child is heaven's very special child. His tears were streaming down my cheeks. I looked up and said, God, I know Rick and I are special, but please don't do this. However, God knows what we need and when we need it. That was God preparing me for my future that poem I put in my purse when we moved back to Grand Rapids 38 years ago. I put it in my suitcase when I went to the hospital for delivery. When the doctors came in and said that our baby had Down syndrome, my comment was, I just want to take him home and love him. It has been through this love that I've learned the real unconditional love that God has for us. I've learned about God's grace, his mercy. I do not know what the future will hold, but God does. So I will continue to trust and obey God in all circumstances for the remaining years of my life. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. The plans to prosper you, and not to harm you, the plans to give you a hope and a future. Thank you. Sue, have you placed your faith and trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins? Yes. Do you renounce Satan, this world, and your own evil desires and commit to follow Jesus alone? Yes. Now, my sister, because of your testimony of faith, it is my privilege to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, buried with Jesus in likeness of death, raised to new life in him. We got to see people walk on water. Jesus is good and he is faithful and he is true. So let's stand together and lift up his name as we close out this service.